Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Liftoff Jacob Standridge here. Standing with the show up at number 111, the big 111. Guys, we are back. Uh, man, it's so good to be back. Flying solo as per usual on the Friday episodes, but we are here. And I got a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things on my mind. We're going to go over. Um, the, I apologize if I get a little heated in this one. I am um, the concepts and topics we are going over today are going to be very very passionate and um kind of blo- kind of boil my blood i'm also going to go ahead and give a disclaimer um i i'm not singling anybody out when i mention things later on in this episode i just want to make that very very clear and that i'm not trying to step into anybody's toes i'm just giving my point of view of the world and the things i see and the people that i'm around to interact with and just um Certain people groups in general. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, look, I'm just being 100% honest with everything that's going on. So, guys, I hope you had a fantastic week. Big Friday show we have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast, Standing Brother Show. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, I, I'm going to go out and say I, I do apologize that there was no Monday show. Look, we, we, we were all ready to go for a Monday show. And then uh, this, this week has just been. Um, just one of the more, one of one of the more busier weeks uh, that me and Joe have had as far as school and everything else we've had going on. We were all ready to go, and by the time that we got all of our matters in, in order for life and stuff, uh, it was like it was like eleven o'clock at night, and I was like, Joe, I, <laughs> the the podcast is just not gonna happen today. Because I mean, it takes a good it's a good two and a half hours, three hours to get one from the beginning to the end. So. Um, yeah, I do apologize. I'm gonna seriously try to do something to make that up. Maybe, maybe we do something on Wednesday if there's a really, really big thing to talk about and mention. Uh, but I do apologize for that. So that's the reason why there's no show on, on Monday. Uh, just honestly, as 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 bad as that excuse is, we just ran out of time completely. So when I talk about things that I'm passionate about and things that I am uh, gonna get angry about, well, not angry about, but just and inf- just. Just things that just get me all worked up. Um, folks, we are, what, nine, ten games away from the baseball season ending, Major League Baseball. And, uh, man, it, it, this has been one of the more exciting lead-ups to a playoff a run that, I, that I've experienced in a long, long time. We have four or five teams gunning for that second and first, first, first and second wild-card spot in the American League uh, between the Red Sox Toronto Blue Jays and Yankees, which is pretty interesting, showing that you have three teams from the same division gunning for two two wild card spots. It just shows the powerhouse that that, that the American League East is, and how how those wins were some hard fought wins. And look, the Yankees have played like crap this year, and I've said that if they don't get in, they they definitely don't deserve it. And and if we do get in, it's going to be stroke of miracle. But we're not we're we we have that second wild card spot. We got a game above Toronto right now. We're playing three games in Boston, three games in Toronto, and then we play three games against the Rays. So we have a tough, tough last nine games. I'm watching. I got Gamecast on right now. So if my if my uh, um, mood or tone of voice goes from happy to angry, you can probably go ahead and just guess that's going on. 
Currently, we're up 3-0 right now on Boston as of recording this first inning. Uh, got, got three runs off of Avaldi. We got Garrett Cole, three runs of run support. Typically, under good circumstances, it's a good shot for us to, to have a nice chance to win this game. But not only in the American League, you got a, you, you got a great race in the National League East with the Braves and the Phillies. Man, what, two games separating those two teams and the last three games they play. The Phillies are playing in Atlanta. Man, that's going to be a series to go and watch. That could decide it right there. Phillies sweep or Braves sweep. That That's it. It's over. Um, to have a whole season come down to that is incredible. And this, the scheduling has been, well, for the Yankees' sake, as much as I um, don't enjoy playing American League East teams because they're just so stupid good, it makes it mix for exciting baseball. This is going to be a great playoff. I know that we're going to cover just – this, look, this is not a sports talk show, but I like to talk about things that sometimes are not related to politics, things that uh, that I enjoy as well. And baseball is one of the things that me and Joe just love and enjoy so much. So, um, you know, we'll we'll cover it. We've 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 covered it in, in last year, the last playoffs. We did several episodes about the fiasco that was the start of the 2020 season. But it's been a great season so far. I think there's been a lot of really exciting things in 2021. And there's a lot to look forward to in the playoffs. There's a lot of a lot of great teams. It's gonna be. I'm excited. Even if the Yankees don't get in, um, my pick is still the Tampa Bay Rays to win the World Series. They just look to be, to be the most well-rounded team out there. And whenever you see the the issues with some of the other teams, maybe maybe the Giants or the you could make the argument that they're more well-rounded than the Rays. But I think the Rays playing in the American League East. Uh, and I understand the West is good. The National League West is a very good division, but um, you really got two runaway teams in that, and then everyone else is kind of eh. Padres were good the first half, and then after that, complete garbage. And uh, still playing not good baseball at all. But you got look. You have when, whenever you have when whenever you have four teams in one division that have more wins than some other divisions. That's something to be like the Yankees whenever they were in fourth place had more wins than the Atlanta Braves, and they're, they're leading their division, and they were a fourth-place team. Something to be said about that, that that division is just a powerhouse. Honestly, all four of these, all four of the American League teams, there's an argument to be made that they should make in, in the, the East. But we shall see. Uh, I think that if the Yankees can 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 sweep the Red Sox, it really looks good for them. They they they, they got to take at least two out of three. The Yankees have to win... Look, you got nine games left. I think I think they gotta win six or seven. If they can win seven games, I think they got it. I think they do. But that that that, that is to be said. Um, Severino did pitch two day two nights ago. Looked pretty good. I, I know he I know he gave up a double in that first inning that he pitched, but he but he looked good. And for his first time um, throwing the ball in a on a professional in a live game and or it's a live major league game, I should say. In almost two years, uh, it's promising. We'll see how his first start is. I don't know what they're going to use. I'm not sure what Aaron Boone's going to do with him uh, coming out of the bullpen. A little bit of kind of get used to it because it's a long time to not throw. But the, the all signs are looking up. Corey Kluber's throwing the ball well. Garrett Cole, other than his last start with the Indians, has been our our, our best guy. It, it, we just We just look good. I think that we're getting... The the record may not reflect it right now, but I think that the wheels are getting to, getting to click. And it's a little late for that. I wish they did it earlier, but we're getting to click now. So 
excited about baseball. It's going to be a jam-packed next week, and it I'm, it's going to be all, all down to the wire, down to the wire, and I love that. So let's get into some things I want to talk about today in the news and in the things of the world. <clears throat> you know, I thought it was kind of a slow news week, or and then I went back and saw some of the some of the things that I missed and then that I wanted to talk about. And one of the big things that came out from uh, from this week and actually kind of broke today was uh, this new um, Pelosi is basically going to push through this vote all about the new spending bill that 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 the, that the Democrats are trying to um, to unfold. And this is going to be a broader topic. Like I'm going to use the spending bill as kind of a a platform to go into what I'm going to say later on about the spending. And then I got a clip of Nancy Pelosi talking about the bill and how just gross and disgusting, disgusting she is when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, there won't be any COVID talk today because, well, <laughs> I had I had nothing new to report. It's the same old crap over and over again. We're going through the motions. Maybe I might, if there's something big happens with the whole vaccine mandate or, oops, I, gotta, I just said vaccine. This whole video is going to be taken. This whole podcast would, would be taken off now. <laughs> I'm kidding. But maybe if something big comes out from that, I haven't seen anything really big. There was the Israel a study that we mentioned last episode that's kind of making the grounds more and they're showcasing now that if you have natural immunity you have up to 25 times uh, better resistance against the virus than the jab which is interesting uh you're not going to be uh your, your employer you're not going to be exempt if you've already had this is what's going to end up happening with that so I want to talk about the spending bill a little bit and kind of a little bit of what's What's in this? And, and not, not, not sorry, not what's in this, but I think I think it's the it's the philosophy and it's the politics of of the current state of government. And I, what I get, what I want people to really understand from this show is, look, I get hated from both sides. Like Democrats and liberals hate me, and um, conservatives usually hate me, but not as much. I, I will say that. I will say I can get along with conservatives probably more than. Uh, um, more progressive liberals, mainly because I, I was a conservative at one point, so I can kind of understand more, and I, I'm more—I wouldn't say sympathetic, but I get where I get where where they're coming from. Is what I'm trying to say. So right now, the current bill is uh, currently pegged at 3.5 trillion dollars. Because remember, guys, um, the five or six trillion that we spent last year—that's not enough, man. We got to spend some more money. Um, and it is funny that last year people who are complete normies on this, and that's not their fault. I'm not like, I'm not faulting them and I'm not like throwing them under the bus for that, I should say. But it is funny that they're like, oh, the government spends, you know, all this money and it's so wrong. I'm like, are you just now grasping this, that the government spends too much money that, they, that we don't have? Are, are we, are we just now understanding this or... Or are you outraged because the price tag is so high? But the price tag's always been high for the for these government spending bills. And I think the biggest thing that we need to understand is that none of this money is theirs. Like that's what I think that that that, that the the grasp of it is not that oh well this is we're entitled to this this is our money so therefore we have to spend it. No, it's it's the fact that. This is money was taken by 
coercion and at the barrel of a gun. So that's what we need to understand. Now, right now there is a, um, the big thing was the $1 trillion um, infrastructure bill that progressives are threatening to block for, I don't know, because there's not enough money for whatever they want to spend on or there's too much money for something they don't want to spend on. Um, the $1 trillion bill, which passed the Senate with 19 Republican votes, showers funding on buildings, roads, bridges, and also offers social policy bill that aims for universal pre, pre-kindergarten or, or pre-K, fund, funded child care and expand uh, Medicare to cover dental, hearing, vision care, and create a program to shift utilities away from fossil fuels. Um, right off the bat from all that that I just read, um, I don't think anyone's really against funding roads and really against um, funding people's pre-K. I don't think anyone's really against expanding um, coverage for uh, for people's dental, hearing, and vision care. I mean, I, I, I'm not I'm not against people having those things. But 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 look at but but look at how we're paying for these things, and I think that's what I'm trying to get people to grasp when I when I mention this is that look at how we're paying for all of these things, and it's not the conversation has gone so far from hey this is not ours so we need to be right that was always the thing with government even though you can you can sit there and believe that that government is. 100% legitimate and that they have a mandate to exist and, and, and fine let's just go with that statement and then let's just say that that the government has a legitimate reason to tax you um, you know using coercion or whatever methods possible to to collect and seize those funds let's just for, for the sake of argument let's just live in that world even if that world exists there still needs to be the sense of morality of like hey We've taken this from people. They don't. They didn't willingly give it to us. Maybe we should do this in a responsible manner. Maybe we should um, be be funding things that people want. And that's kind of what they're doing with this thing. Now, the big thing that I want people to also realize from this is the fact that a lot of conservatives are very up in arms about spending a trillion dollars that we don't have. Right? I hear this all the time well we don't have any money i'm like yes we haven't had any money for a long freaking time this is nothing new if you're just not discovering this welcome aboard the government has never had any money for any of these things this is all funded through debt through the sale of u.s treasuries which are bought by the federal reserve which we're going to get into in a second with the federal reserve coming out and saying some things this is nothing look and, and if and if this is like whoa, you, you, you Jacob, are you telling me that we're basically we're putting all this on, on a big credit card and and we're just selling U.S. Treasuries and that's going to devalue the U.S. dollar further and further as the Federal Reserve prints more and more money? Yes, welcome to the show. <laughs> you can go back and watch older episodes where we've talked about this more in depth. That's basically how the U.S. economy, the U.S. government is funded right now, funded extremely through debt. But what, but, 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 but the, the point I'm also make here, and don't miss this, is that conservatives, and I, I rag on them because they're the most, I think, I think conservatives are sometimes more, if, if not, when it comes to fiscally, I think the conservatives can, can be more hypocritical than, 
than than the Democrats and the progressives, because at least they come out and say, hey, we want to spend lots of money, right? Whenever AOC says, hey, we, we should tax the rich and we should spend lots of money on social programs, that's what their message is. And you know what? That's what they usually end up voting for. And that's what they usually go do. Now, I know that she's not a real progressive. I, I understand that real progressives are more like your Jimmy Dores, kind of your Bill Mars, but you, you get my point. With conservatives, on the other hand, they will say, oh, we need to slash spending and, and we are we are digging a, a hole for our for the next generation with all this debt spending. And then and then I'm told that, oh, Jacob, you got to go vote for Trump, because if not, they're going to sell our assets to China and we're going to be um, dead as a country. It'll be over if Biden gets in because, you know, he'll spend us into oblivion. It wasn't the trillion dollar infrastructure bill Donald Trump's idea. Right? Wasn't he trying to be the one to push forward infrastructure uh, spending to create all these new shovel-ready jobs, which which we know is a complete joke in itself? So don't come at me saying, oh, well, we got to block this bill. And you, you got 19 Republicans in the Senate voted for this crap. It's almost half. It's almost half the Republicans voted for this stuff. Republicans are no better when it comes to fiscally. Right? Maybe the maybe the Democrats are driving a hundred miles per hour, but you know what? The Republicans are going like ninety, ninety-five. Okay, you're still speeding. <laughs> you're still going fast. So I, I don't want to hear this from people. I, I really am sick about it. I really am sick of the argument of well, oh, you should have voted for Donald Trump or you gotta vote, right? Um whenever the like, I got crap because I voted for Shane Hazel in the Senate. And they're like, oh, well, see, if you, if only you said to vote for to vote for Loeffler and to vote for David Perdue, Jacob, we could have had Georgia. Those two morons would have voted for this crap. Yes, they would have. They would have voted for this. Then what? I know that Warnock and Ossoff voted for this. So what? What? Come at me with something. Conservatives, please email me, tweet me at jstandridge underscore. At jstandridge underscore, tweet me why I should have voted for Loeffler, who was who had a weaker constitutional score than AOC, and David Perdue, which is one of the most neocon big government spenders. You look at his voting record. You cannot sit there and say, "Oh, well, you threw your vote away. You sold Georgia out to the Democrats." Whenever those two idiots would have voted for this. You know you know who definitely wouldn't have voted for this? Shane Hazel. Definitely would have not voted for any of this garbage. In fact, who'd have done everything in his power to prevent this stuff kind of stuff from, from, from passing? So you tell me which one's the more conservative fiscally. Go on, go ahead. Come on. <laughs> I'm begging you. Cause this kind of stuff and this kind of behavior needs to be stopped. It it really does. I, I I have very, very short patience for people who will go out of their way to criticize me and then go to Trump rallies and all this other stuff. Like, yeah, like like Donald Trump, the guy who advocated for a trillion dollar infrastructure bill, was any better than any of this. So we'll see what happens with this bill. I know that <laughs> it is kind of funny that the... Um, Republicans want to get this thing down to like $3 billion. They're like, oh, well, you know, 
three point five is a lot, and and you know I just um we gotta get to the, the three, right? Because right, three point five trillion dollars that that's that's way too much. But but three trillion that's okay, it's it's okay to it's okay to to spend three trillion dollars that's not ours. But the three point five oh no way no way that's that's fiscally irresponsible, Jacob. Retarded, stupid. Okay, the Federal Reserve announced something. You know, I like to keep everybody up on the Federal Reserve and kind of talk about things about um, the the banks. And I know the central banking system can be kind of daunting to some people who aren't familiar with it. I try to make it, I try to explain it the best way I understand it. And I like to explain things very simply and concisely. So we, we talked about what the Federal Reserve was doing um, last year. The Federal Reserve was was providing um, so liquidity to certain assets, especially bonds and certain certain asset pur- purchases, to keep the prices from tanking, to keep prices um, from falling too low, which would have eventually crashed the market. So this this happened in the when the pandemic hit, um, the massive bond buying program, massive um, mortgage backed security buying program, the massive muni bonds and junk bonds. Basically anything to keep these loans and to keep these bonds from going belly up. That's what the Federal Reserve is doing. And so much so that the Federal Reserve at one point was doing $120 billion worth of mortgage-backed securities. That's just that's just mortgage-backed securities and, and, and treasuries, which treasuries are is government debt. So the government issues out treasury, treasuries, you buy it, and they promise to pay you back in interest. Every 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 year, so if you buy like a ten year T note, they'd pay you back interest on that note every single year, and then at the end of the note, whenever the note matures, you would get whatever you paid to them back. Um, this is not a financial advice show, but I I would never touch these things with a ten foot pole, mainly because um, right now I think that the ten years yielding like zero point four percent or zero point five percent. Which means you're gonna get half a percentage of whatever you purchased. I, I forget what the going price of a U.S. Treasury ten year is, but you're gonna be burning money anyways because of the inflation rate of two percent, which is what Powell has said. <laughs> um, we've seen way higher than that. We're we are we have we have shot way past two percent as far as inflation rate in America. So you've just given money away that you're gonna be given back, and it's gonna be worth less. So. Not a financial advice show, but personally, I'm never going to be touching these things at all. Bonds have have been destroyed mainly because of this. They cut the short-term interest rates down to basically zero, so anybody can go and get money to cover their mortgage-backed securities and muni, and muni bonds. Muni bonds are basically local government funding um, treasury. So think of a muni bond or a municipal bond is what like local government or city or, or um, commission would, would use to, to fund themselves and issue out debt. So anybody who had debt and they wanted to make sure they didn't um, didn't go belly up on it or didn't uh, fault or um, fault fall on their debt, the Federal Reserve was basically giving out free money. So of course, why wouldn't you go out and issue debt? Why wouldn't you go out and issue bonds? If you're a company, you got no money and you got no capital, why wouldn't you go issue out bonds? Because the Federal Reserve is, is going to come up and buy them. Because they can't, because you can't have people defaulting on loans. That, that that can't happen. But in fact, that's how a market's supposed to function. It's, there's supposed to be people defaulting on bonds 
because that raises the interest rates to level. Everything has to level itself out at some point. Has to all happen. Well, the Federal Reserve came out and said they're going to start um, rolling back the asset purchases. And, of course, this kind of sent um, some of the markets into a little bit of a shambles as they didn't really know what was going to happen because whenever the whenever the Fed decides it's going to taper or decides it's going to limit asset purchases, typically that means that there's less money flowing into stocks and there's less money flowing into the bond market. So people think, okay, well, this is the end of the gravy train. This is the end of money being pumped in, in, into the stock market. There should be no free money. There's no extra money, no free money going into the market. So that means that it's not going to keep going higher. It's going to flatten out, and so people sometimes were going to per we're going to start selling, which was what we saw. We we saw massive sellouts uh, this week in the, in the in the markets. Especially Dow got hit pretty hard, and the Nasdaq got hit pretty hard too. Um, I opened up my account. I think it was on Tuesday, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is awful." <laughs> It was a rough week for for people in the in the investing community, but typically September's a very very bad month for investing. Anyways, usually it's a time that people just kind of sell off and and, and and take some profits. But what I've always said about the Fed doing this, and I and I didn't, I knew, knew at some point the Fed was going to say, okay, well we got to stop and we got to taper and we have to. Uh, quit pumping money into the market and let everything level out because you're going to overheat it. You're going to see inflation like we've saw, saw so far. You don't have to go far to find the inflation. And the, the, and people would say, oh, well, it's the pandemic, Jacob. Oh, we're just producing less things. Yes, some of this can be attributed to the pandemic, but the fact that People, some people never stopped working and they still got these stimulus checks and you keep pumping money to the market that people have more free cash on hand than ever. Well, if people have all this money and didn't work for it, and now they're out going and buying things they don't need. Well, typically that's going to cause prices to go up because companies can't keep up with the demand. You're seeing this all over. You're seeing shortages everywhere. This is a result of what happens when you create money out of thin air and it's not earned. Money ha money is only given value because it's earned. Because it was exchanged for a it was exchanged for a product or service that therefore gives it value. If I do an hours work of worth of labor, well, my my labor to that industry, to that company, to that business was $15 an hour or whatever. Well, I've done $15 of work for the job that I do. I contributed that work so that company or that business made money off of my work. I, I'm doing this is so basic economics, but some people don't understand this. And I feel sometimes that maybe I have this opportunity to speak to people this way and get people to understand. But that is how this is what's happened. So what happens is that if I'm not working, or I am working, but I'm getting more money than I'm producing in the labor in the economy, well, I'm going to go out and buy things with it. Because, of course, people don't save money anymore because there's no point in saving money. Yeah, I'm going to put my money in my savings account that earns 0.01% interest. Or, you know what I'm going to do with that money? Maybe I'll open up, open up a Robinhood account. 
A lot of people are doing that too. They realize that the only way to make money investing is in the stock market. I'm not against the stock market. It's a great place to make money, but when you've taken everything away because of your bond purchases and because of your zero interest rates, you have made saving money irrelevant. It's stupid. There's no reason to do it. You're setting money on fire, essentially, if you just keep money lying around. So all of this comes back to the Federal Reserve. All this does. Will the Federal Reserve actually be able to taper? I don't know. If you ask a guy like Peter Schiff, he would say no. He would say that they would, they might try. And then once everything starts defaulting and once all, once they realize that this economy has gotten so used and has gotten so set up to the free money and to the easy money policies of zero interest rates and being able to just get loans at free will, maybe they're not going to be able to do it. I, I don't know. I'm not a financial expert. I'm just giving the, the knowledge that I have learned listening to people way smarter than me. Which if, if you want me to kind of give you some people to listen to i'll be happy just shoot me a dm email if you're just like hey jacob i want to learn more about this economic stuff just dude I'll, listen i'll be more than happy too because i think it's a crime that most people don't understand how this works that they don't understand the, the aspects and the consequences of well almost a hundred years of of monetary policy in this country has led us to this point and it's all going to start coming down soon it, it is pretty sad and it is pretty gross. And then and on top of that, after all that, the government, as I said previously, is going to spend more money. Right? Because we, we're, 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 we're this far. I mean, there's much in debt. But we got to have free, 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 K. We have to. We have to make sure that power plants are moving away from fossil fuels. Which, again, I'm, I'm not against moving away from fossil fuels. I'll be the first person to tell you that we need to. There needs to be clean energy and there needs to be a way to create energy clean. I, I, I Look, I'm 100% for that. I'm a, I, the, I will, you'll never hear me diss on clean energy as long as you don't, you know, obviously interfere with people's lives and that sort of thing. So negatively. But Nancy Pelosi comes out and says, this is not about the price tag. This is about what's in the bill. What's in the bill for the children? Oh, yes, because, you know, the children, Jacob. You must hate the children. Jacob, you're against spending money on children? Right, because right? a lot of idiots will come out and say, a lot of people will come out and say, Jacob, you're against the bill. Do, do you not want kids to go to pre-K? Well, you're, you're, you're an evil, horrible person, Jacob. Never, of course, taking the position correctly so and, and that would be a sound argument that hey why are you stealing money from people who don't have kids to pay for people that do have kids to go to preschool maybe maybe that should be the discussion that we should be having instead of well, why are you against seizing assets and using those assets to help people who you didn't agree to help maybe it's the conversation maybe she says it's not about values it's about I'm sorry, it's about values, not about dollars. Well, is it ever about dollars of these people? Is it ever about dollars of these people? No, it never is. It's always about, oh, this is the right thing to do. We have to, we have to have these stimulus checks, Jacob, because if not, the economy will go belly up. We don't have time. 
Throw caution to the wind. There's there's no time for caution, Jacob. You guys got to spend it. Because we're in that dire of a situation. Well, I hate to break this to you, but it seems like we're always in a situation that you can justify spending this kind of money. It's almost like... It's all, I know. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's so crazy. It's almost like when you give the government this much power to seize assets, to lock people down, to make them wear a cloth over their face or threaten them with a gun. It's almost like if you give government that power, maybe they might make excuses to use it more and more often. Maybe I, I, it's, it's completely insane that it would ever happen. That's, it never happened. Maybe they always, there's always a crisis out there. So great. Children are not being educated. Oh, we got to save the planet. I'm not against either one of those things. I don't think anyone's against either one of those things. But now you've just given it the immense power of the government to do whatever it wants. Authority accountable to no one. This is what happens. This is what you get. It's not about dollars, Jacob. It's about values. Well, well, my values are uh, thou shall not steal. <laughs> thou shall not um, be a thief. How, how about that, Nancy Pelosi? Did you learn that one? Probably not. Okay. Last thing I kind of want to talk about. Also, I'm going to link everything down below as well. And you guys can check out. I'll, I'll do Market Digest of the Week. From Wall Street Journal. Again, if you don't have subscription to the journal, I'm sorry if it's blocked, but I do I do my best. So I'll link I'll link all that down below as plus is the video of Nancy Pelosi saying it's a, it's about values, not about dollars. Again, whatever that's supposed to mean. The last thing I kind of want to talk about, and this may get this is what I when I mentioned in the beginning of the show that I might step on some toes. And again, listen, I I don't I'm not trying to be mean i'm not trying to be rude I'm, I'm I'm really not i'm really just speaking from the heart here and i'm really trying to i'm trying to make people understand who maybe are just so politically lazy maybe is what i'll say that oh well i'm i'm a democrat so therefore i have to agree with everyone what, what one side said or well it's okay whenever we do it, and the, these sort of arguments, these sort of positions that people take, that maybe maybe don't understand what they take, right? A lot of people don't understand that they actually take the position of, oh, well, it's okay if we do it. So I'm going to set this up real quick. So on, on August 29th, a drone strike in Cabal uh, missed its target or whatever you want to say. And drone striked and killed 10 innocent people. So, I'm trying to be very careful with what I say here. So, yes, the U.S. government drone striked an area and killed 10 innocent people. We have a word for that in the, we have, we have a word for that in English. It's called war crimes. Or words, sorry. It's called, it's called war crimes. Um, whenever you kill innocent people like that. And the Republicans are coming out. Many conservatives that I see now who are so 
enraged about Biden, and there's a lot of things to be to be upset about. I'm not faulting them for that, but they but but they point to this one specifically. They're like, "Oh, this idiot bombed bombed these children, bombed these people, killed killed ten of them." Right. So we see this, and my and my response is, "Okay, well, well, where were you years ago?" Like we act like this is something brand new that's that's happened as far as these war crimes and these complete botched drone strike missions that have gone on, and not to mention the aftermath and the and the 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 blowback that has happened from this in countries like Libya and Yemen. Maybe maybe we're not exactly drone striking them, but maybe we're taking out their ability to to eat or to drink through pollution of water or through blockades or sanctions and and committing genocides and blocking medical um, attention to, to people who have been in these war-torn countries. We don't have to drone strike people to negatively affect their lives. Just look at the, just 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 go look at Yemen right now. There's supposed to be a million people that are supposed to have died. That's what there's is what is what the totals of that are gonna be. You don't have to complete drone, but even if you do just directly drone strike somebody, where's the where's the consequences for this kind of stuff? This is this is this is this is where I'm where I'm, I'm gonna get passionate about this real quick. Where are the consequences from this, and 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 where's the where's the moral outrage from from my fellow Christians? But you know. Christ followers who he says murder the president of the United States authorized this the generals authorized this yes there was there was people in operating these drones who actually pushed the button but but what is this straight up murder and and and, and again tweet me tell me it's not tell me that a botched mission which resulted in 10 dead people is not murder I'd like you to tell me I'd like you to to compare this and say, okay, well, you know, um, you know, if you do concede that this is murder, then why are these people being canceled or being blocked off of social media websites? Right? I made this argument many, many back when Trump got banned off of Twitter. That's okay. Why aren't guys like John Bolton banned off of Twitter? Why aren't guys like Bill Kristol, who was the biggest advocate of the Iraq war and said, oh, we'll be over in a few months. Hundreds of thousands negatively affected because of that war, if not millions. That, that man is still allowed to tweet all of his garbage on Twitter. Who's, who's the bigger threat to, to, to the world as far as death and, 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 and famine and, and, and displacement of people and, and um, terrorism? Is it Donald Trump who got, who got kicked off of Twitter because some of his supporters smashed some windows and broke some doors down on January 6th? Or is it the guys like Bill Kristol and the guys like John Bolton and all these other guys? Maybe, I'm, I'm going to play a video for a quick, maybe we should take off presidents. This is a clip I'm going to play. And I'm going to pause and, and come back in between. And I really want to hammer home what I'm going to say here about this and about the war crimes 
that we've seen. This was taken back in 2015, and um, Obama. This is back when I when I mentioned many times about when Obama would drone strike people and and kill them and stuff like that. This is one of the things I'm talking about. So I'm gonna play this real quick for you guys. Good evening, an apology today by President Obama for the deadly American attack on a hospital in Afghanistan. The president calling an accident, the horrible tragedy that killed almost two dozen patients and medical staff and jarred us all back into the horrible reality of a war that many may have thought was over for the U.S. Despite the apology, Doctors Without Borders, which operated the hospital, is not dropping its demand for the attack to be investigated as a possible war crime. Which it is. Which it definitely is. So I'm going to just go ahead and set this up for you. I believe this was in Afghanistan. Yes, and yes, an Afghan hospital, an Afghan field hospital. This is the caption says, President Obama apologized and expressed his condolences for the mistaken airstrike on a field hospital in Afghanistan that killed 22 people, including doctors and patients. So... I'm gonna put this in, put this into perspective for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it that perspective. I'll put it in a different analogy for you. Let's just say that I were to be, um, let's just say like I was I was concealing, I was concealed carrying a weapon. Okay, I was concealed carrying a weapon, and let's just say that I were to take it out, take the handgun out, and I were to show somebody just completely innocently, and I were to accidentally discharge discharge and kill somebody. Right, I shoot somebody in the head. Complete accident. Oh, well, I'm sorry. And I go up to that person, or or if they're still alive, and I went up to the family. And I said, "Oh my, I'm I'm deeply sorry. Oh, my deepest condolences to you and your family. This is a complete app. This, this I, I, it was a mistake. What do you think happens to me at that point? A- am I gonna be like, well, you know, it's sad and we're and we're angry, but you know, you were legally." Uh, you you were legally carrying a firearm with your permit, so we're just gonna let you go. You know, you had the authority, you had the had the power to wield that firearm, so we're just let you, we're, we'll just we'll just we'll just let you go. No, of course not. There's consequences, and there's great power into carrying a a, a weapon. Just like there's great power in wielding the presidency, if you wanna go down that road. There's great power in wielding being chief, being commander in chief and being commander of the military. There's great power in that. What happens whenever you abuse great power and you make mistakes? There are consequences for that. So whenever Obama uh, airstrikes a hospital by accident and kills 22 people, is he brought before a war tribunal? Is he tried for war crimes? Is the general, is the person who pushed the button, are they all tried before war crimes? Oh, well, no, of course not, Jacob. Because, you know, it was a mistake, but, you know, they went through all, they went through all, all of, of the proper channels, and, and you know, like, he's, 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 he's the president. These things happen. It, it's a war. Which would bring you into another conversation about why are we still in this war. But as long as you know that, that Obama's sorry, you know, he is sorry. He, he just... He feels so bad in his soul. He's like, oh, man. Oh, man, I killed 22 people. That's awful. Didn't that Joe Biden was like, man. Ugh. I don't under... Maybe I'm just not a complete 
sociopath evil person that Obama and Joe Biden are that they can murder two dozen people and not and not how do you like how do you sleep at night how do you live with yourself knowing that your actions directly resulted in the deaths of two nearly two dozen people look if if I were to say something that were to, to 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 devastate somebody's feelings, I feel bad, and I haven't killed anybody yet. Is it because they don't look like us? Is it because they're from a third world country, so their lives are different? Their lives don't matter. It, is that it? Oh well, Jacob, they live in a war torn country and they don't have any money, so, so, so <laughs> we're doing them a favor. Really. When I when I mentioned earlier about I brought Christians into this and there's a reason why I brought Christianity and, and my fellow believers in Christ into this is because there are many Christians who will completely prop up the government and completely almost simp for it. Whether it's Trump, whether it was Bush, whether it's whoever, DeSantis, whoever the whoever the next big GOP person, because yes, I'm throwing the GOP because a, a large majority of them are, but not not all of them are. It doesn't matter if it's Obama or or, or Biden, you know, either one of them. You got a murderer, man. <laughs> Every single last one of these guys are murderers. Donald Trump included. Look, Dave Smith said it best. Donald Trump should belong. In in uh, on a, on a war tribunal and should be sitting in a prison cell right next to Obama, Bush, and everybody else who's committed war crimes, Biden included. Now, if I were to if I were to throw a bomb through a window and it accidentally go off, well, can I say, oh well, it was a mistake. I'm sorry. But because they have the proper channels, or because they've been appointed, they have this great glory of the presidency, or the great. The great authority of being a, a, an army general. Right? I was taught that killing someone is murder. You have the argument of self-defense. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about raining missiles down from an unarmed, from, from, from an unmanned drone and murdering people. That's what I'm talking about. They weren't shooting at this drone. It was a hospital, for crying out loud, back in 2015. This is also what comes after, um, I'll, I'll play a little bit more of the clip for you that kind of goes into talking about why we're still in this war. It, it's baffling. And today, unnamed officials suggested low-level U.S. officers were at fault. No war is ever without mistakes. They add up over time. And this war... So, yes, that is true. There are mistakes in war. Uh, unintended consequences do happen. So why are we in it? Make the argument of back in 2015, or even now, make the argument. Tweet me, Jacob. Hey, we should still be in war and have these sort of mistakes because this is because this goal is so great. Tell me. It's justified. Did the end justify the means in this in this in, in this situation? I'd be love I'd, I'd be happy to hear it. Please, please tell me, cause I, I I'm 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 trying here. I'm trying to hold back the rage on this one. 
is the longest in U.S. history, launched 14 years ago today. We will not waver. We will not tire. We will not falter. And we will not fail. What started as a response to 9-11 now has the U.S. accused of a war crime for bombing a hospital, a war set to last at least another year. Which it hasn't. This is recorded back in 2015. <laughs> we, we just pulled out 2021. So you're off on your dates there by a little bit. Uh, uh, news, news talky guy. Yes, we have committed war crimes. Will we ever be tried for them? Wouldn't bet on it. And all for what? We saw the botched withdrawal from the Afghans from Afghanistan. Taliban took over immediately. Look, if you're going to invade a country and overthrow a government and then try to install a government and train forces to therefore maintain that government and the moment you pull out, the moment that you leave and say, okay, you're taking over, you're taking charge, the very enemy that you wanted to stop immediately takes over, it was all for nothing. The Afghan war was all for nothing. All the money, the trillions of dollars spent. The dead U.S. troops, the dead Afghan troops, the dead civilians, in this case a hospital. There's many, many more civilians that are dead because of this, and all for what? And don't you sit there and defend these people and say, oh, well, it's okay. Because, you know, he's the president. It's okay. No, I'm done giving these people any room. I'm done with looking at these people with any sort of reverence or any sort of glory. I'm, I'm done with it. You look at the world differently and you look at the people who came before vastly different whenever you see these kind of actions. Because the spending stuff, like we talked about earlier, the spending, the Federal Reserve, that's all bad. It's theft. It's, it's horrible. Thou shall not steal. But hey, man, killing innocents, bombing innocents, and then being like, well, you know, I'm sorry. He, hey, it says in the video he apologized. He, 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 Obama had such a, a, a moving reaction to, to him slaughtering 22 people um, in, in, in cold blood including doctors and people who were already sick and, and hurt. Um, he slaughtered him in cold blood. He felt so bad that he picked up the phone and called him. I mean, hey, that's good enough for me. Greatest president. Right, 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 right. No scandals. Obama, the great U.S. president that had no scandals. Never mind the fact that he, you know, murdered 22 people. I really wish... I'll go back to what I was saying about people fellow followers of christ i i really would would we look at a serial killer the same way yes jacob they're slightly different because one is is intentionally going out looking for something but, but but really someone uses their power and ability and makes a mistake like this I, you know i was always told thou shall not murder and what is this if this is not murder please tell me what it is a war crime? Okay, it's still you. You still took someone's life. You still killed somebody, man. What is this? 
Why are we defending this? Why as Christians are we are we still defending this this government and we still holding these people up in such high regard? I I, I still just don't get it, man. I've struggled with it. And this goes for all of them. Like, with the exception of, like, maybe a Thomas Massey or, or in some cases, a Rand Paul, who in government is, like, honestly redeemable at this point? They're going to vote for this crap, and they're going to support this crap. Murder is a zero-sum game in, in my book. That's how I was taught. That's how I was raised. That's what I believe. Not only as a as a human being but a follower of christ as well i i just don't know how this stunt on stuff just is defended and how is it is is not only people of you know sort of you know followers of christ but just you don't have to be a follower of christ to 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 not agree with with, with murder where's the disdain in this country for these people I, I honestly think that the wars and the foreign policy of this government's the worst thing that's ever been done, ever. Like, if I had more time, I could get going to the whole history about how the U.S. basically caused World War II. Go read the intro to Hans Hermes, Hans Hermahapa's book, Democracy, the God That Failed. Go read the intro to that. He breaks it all down. The U.S. basically was pivotal in causing the start of World War II. It's our fault. The foreign policy of this country has been a complete disaster, murderous, and evil for the last hundred years, if not longer. Why are we still defending this? Why are we still holding these people in high, high regard? Would you salute or would you put your hand over your heart? Would you pledge allegiance to a, to a system of government that, that, that does this? Because I sure won't. We'll, we'll, we'll respect the power of of somebody because they won a popularity contest. And it's like, well, he's a, a, a you know, it's a Biden's president now, so you got to respect him. Why? Why? He's he's a, he's a, he's a murderer. I don't respect murderers. He's a thief. I don't respect thieves. When you look at the world through that lens, and I understand that not everyone's going to do that. That's fine. The whole the whole point of this show is made to get some people to look in the lens of that. You see the world a little differently. It separates people who attempt to seize power for their own personal gain and use it for stuff like this. Now, I'm not saying that... Not, hear me out. I'm not saying that any one of these U.S. presidents was actively going there trying to just murder as many people as possible or commit war crimes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Now... Not saying it's not entirely possible, but I'm not making that accusation is what I'm trying to say. But it still happened. They still made a mistake. And there's still consequences for that mistake. Will will Joe Biden be pulled in front of a war tribunal for the mistake when he killed ten people? Probably not. Here's a um here is a opinion piece that was written by a uh, guy in the Wall Street Journal. It says, if Israel had made this mistake, the world will be up in arms. The squad would have called for demonstrations. The United Nations would have had a special session for President Obama, however, or President Biden. However, it's just another day at the beach. 
Now, look, I'm 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 no fan of Israel as far as as far as the government goes. Yes, that's very different than being against Israel, the people. Don't don't take that like like I hate Jews or anything. I like, don't because I it's the stupidest, most ridiculous argument to make that you can criticize the Israeli government, but still not hate the Israeli people. It's it's so so. That's like saying, hey, I don't like the Russian government. Oh, well, why do you hate Russians, Jacob? It's so stupid. It's so mentally numbing that I have to constantly deal with this. And that no one can have a nuance on a position like that. But it's 100% true. If, if Israel would have committed a drone strike and would have killed 10 Afghans or 10 of any other enemy nation... They'd have been hauled out in front of a war tribunal. The United Nations would have convened. Everybody would have freaked out. The, the all, all of the progressives would have freaked out. And you know what? Most conservatives would have probably been like, well, they were just defending themselves. Don't look at me like, oh, you're crazy, Jacob, because, because you know it would have happened. Oh, you know that would have happened. Oh, well, there was a mistake. They had given them the same push away that everyone gives the president of the United States away. Everyone knows that would have happened. It's time that we stop holding these people as these mythical, I'm, I'm going to say it, gods. That you're not allowed to criticize them or they dedicate their life to public service. Or, well, you know, Jacob, he had the proper channels. He had the authority. He, he, he did everything right and by the book. And it just happened to be a mistake. It's time we stop doing that. It's time, we, it's time we stick to our principles, whether you're religious or not. So no one's for murder. No one's for theft. Maybe we should maybe we should start sticking to our principles and holding those in power to the same standard. Because you know that if this would have happened in the private sector, uh, there wouldn't exactly be a uh, a uh, apology phone call, and that'd be the end of it. It'd be, well, you're spending the rest of your, rest of your life in a box, or you're going to be killed for it. Folks, that is going to be the show. I hope that I hope the message that I'm trying to get across got across. If it did and you really liked it, please let me know. Go on Twitter, tweet me, send the show an email, the Standing Brothers Show at gmail.com. If you didn't get it and you and you, and you want me to explain it better and you want me to kind of get more in depth, I'll be more than happy um, to, 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 to do that. Because I, I really feel this is this is I, I'm trying to bring basic I'm trying to teach you guys the way that I learned. The way that I learned all this stuff. Because if this idiot and this complete moron can get it, I really think that anybody can honestly get it. If they're willing to open their mind and they're willing to look at the world through a different lens and to push away what they were taught as a child, to push away what they were taught um, by society and by some by public schooling, and they're really able to push and look forward and look at the world through a different lens. Look at the world uh, uh, unblinded. By the indoctrination that has gone on since most people were in kindergarten. That's the point of the show. I really appreciate everybody listening to the program. Guys, if you want to support the show and you want to get the episodes a day early, you can do so at the Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you free, get you extra early access on the Patreon. If you want to support the show and buy a cool t-shirt, you can do so also in the link down below. Teespring Story also can buy a mug and a tumbler and a pretty cool sticker that I have on my laptop. You also can do that there. Um, 
And you guys can follow myself on Twitter at jstandards underscore. You can follow Joe at Joe Stanberg. Joe is, again, off of Twitter. So if you're expecting Joe's um, witty tweets, uh, I'm waiting a bit longer. He has no plans to come back anytime soon. I am kind of making Twitter my really my only avenue for social media at the moment. But we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, Twitter is extremely negative for me health-wise. Even though I, I use it as more of a ability to gather information, gather news, because news travels so quickly on Twitter, I'm able to really grab things and retweet them and like them and hold them into a, a place where I can easily access them for the show and it makes things way easier for doing the show. It's very negative for me mentally and it's very addictive. So we'll see how long I last on Twitter. It's also the best way to really network with people. It, it, it really is. So, but if you want to follow me, go follow me. I I tweet out there every single day. I try to put something up, try to retweet something cool that's interesting that maybe people can learn from. But that is going to be the show, episode 111. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, check the links down below for everything. We'll be back here Monday as long as life does not get <laughs> completely hectic. We'll be back here Monday. Guys, go have an amazing weekend. Go do something awesome. Look, I'm excited. Me and Joe are going to a uh, concert tomorrow. We're going to a punk rock concert. I am thrilled beyond belief to go get in the pit. I don't know how they're going to make us keep wearing masks. Apparently, we still have to wear masks because it's happening in Atlanta. But we'll let you, we'll let you know how we'll let you know how a a COVID uh, punk rock show goes. I think it's going to be interesting. I have my own thoughts about it um, that I'm reserving, and I'll let you guys know how that comes up because. It seems that all the, all these bands are like pushing the crap from the government, pushing the crap from the medical community. But punk rock would seem like to be the one genre that would push against it. So we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what the crowd's like. We'll see what the bands have to say. I know that uh, we're still going to see Rancid and Dropkick Murphys, which two bands I've wanted to see for a very long time. So we'll see how it goes. We'll let you know how that goes. Guys, we're, we're going to a concert, but go do something awesome. I say it every single Friday because I really do mean it. Life is too short to, to not go out and experience the world, to not go out and experience people, to not go be with people. I Look, the show can be very black-pilled sometimes, and, I, I, and I, I do apologize for that. But I really try to push positive. I really try to push going out there and experiencing the world, going out. Just go get a, go get a coffee. Just, just go sit. And, and, and just read a book at a nice coffee shop or go get a nice meal. Just go out and experience and go out and be with the people you care about. Because that is, look, that's what makes life worth, worth, worth living is, is the people and the relationships. And that's what, that's what it's all about. So go have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday. And until then, I will catch you all later. Roger, Clint, Clint, Willis, we copy you on the ground. We got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot.